episode 130 of the bad taste video podcast i'm here with my international traveling partners antonio and griswaldo uh we're going back to italy guys or or germany we're gonna just it's a little bit of both what, what do you want to do what what impression are you doing right now anthony it's got a pasta hands it's, is, is, is it fucking sad that Italian. we're all Italian can, can and yet none guys, of us speak Italian? I That's took Italian uh, all through school and I took it in college also. Let's hear it, baby. Give me a little no. bit of espresso. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> you don't want to embarrass yourself. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. That's why I can read all the stuff pretty well. Yeah. I was going to say, you it. do have a pretty good knack at getting these names down where I'm like, what the fuck? How did you get that yeah. right? I think I may be the most Italian one here. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You're a hundred, baby. I look Irish as fuck, but I'm a hundred. No, you got the red hair. I got a red beard. Hundred. Yeah, uh, redheaded right? family got a red beard as well. Too. Yeah, my dad's look, a redhead. He's got the red beard. Yep. Yeah, man. Northern Italy, baby. Y- you know what? Just Grizz, take us back. All right, you flakes of fecal dandruff, buckle the fuck up, cause we're going back to 1985. Mike, set the scene. <laughs> 85 is great. I love it. October of 1985, Anthony. I feel like that would honestly be like, I would love to go back to 1985 just to go to a movie theater and see a 85 is a fantastic year. We're going to get into that later, yeah, baby. I'm but sorry, uh, sorry. who is the WWF champion in October of 1985? Oh, October. Is is it the no? It's the Hulkster. Oh, it Goddamn is, right. baby. Yeah, it is, brother. It's the golden Rain. Yeah, yeah. This this is like really like back when Hulk. people used to shake his hand. Yeah, no, no one shakes his hand. <laughs> Way to go, Keith Lee. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this is like peak Hulkamania, right? This is um, the year uh, eighty five. Is the year of Mania. Mania yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Damn. This is like the. But this is heading into two. Yeah. Damn. I what also argue, alive, right? Yeah, I also argue that this is probably the peak time period for our other champion, and and Mike, who would that be? It's gonna be Ric Flair, you the NWA right. champion, dude. And this is like he held that for a long time. Yeah, what delicious four horsemen territory. This is like screaming, dude. You watch these videos now of the four horsemen in that time period, and it's like pure gold. I can't believe what a fucking stud that dude was. You know it's crazy? They're like all our age, but look like they're like in their fifties. They all look like old men. Yeah. I never they feel do. like I look like I like like an, like an adult. I still feel like I'm a fucking like yeah. I don't know if anybody yeah. else feels that way, but I see people now that are adults, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, you're an actual grown up. It's fucking yeah, what weird. the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> 
you're young at heart, man. Yeah, it's okay. It. Yeah. <laughs> I love those early like Ric Flair promos and Dude. like the little vignettes. That like also, set that like, they're on when like what was yeah. that like the uh, it was like the Crockett Promotions when they were doing all that stuff. They had like that one like it looked like a fucking new studio set that they did all those promos yeah. from. Uh, dude, it was so I good. I love that. I like I, when they went after Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, they, they brought were it stalking back. Stalking them. NWA brought it back for well, they brought it back the whole doing the thing where your entrance yeah, like was in where front your of the, was and then you yeah. went right to the ring. I love that. Dusty was they the one that Eddie took it Kingston, from him, man. wasn't he? Not good. He's fucking doing great in AEW, man. Yeah. He's awesome. Love him. He's so good. What'd you say? I said Griswoldo? Dusty was the guy that... <laughs> Griswoldo. Dusty was the one that took it from Flair, I believe, in the uh, the following year to come. He would be the next <sighs> champion. Bullshit. Uh, it's not true? It didn't go right no, 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 Dusty? No, no, no. I'm just saying bullshit. So you think it's, uh, yeah, yeah I, I love Flair. Yeah, best ever. So okay, I, I, that's such a toss-up for me because, dude, the dream—he's the dream, baby. Like, yeah, but Ric Flair, best ever. I'm a Dusty boy. Best ever. Survived. You're a Dusty crash, man, dude. I love Dusty. Oh, I'm a I'm a Flair guy till death. I like Flair too, but I, I just like I, I like how Dusty when he went to WWE, they like gave him such a crappy gimmick, and he still fucking was the polka dots, dude. I know, over. and he killed it. Super yeah. over. Such is life wwef <laughs> just wants to ruin your name your, your name's gonna be dean <laughs> dean ambrose that's the dean best Am- dean ambrose baby fucking dean is my name <laughs> <laughs> uh something else that was very popular at the time we may we may have mentioned this before at some point October of 1985, the North American release of the Nintendo. Big deal, baby. That's a big deal. I remember. I remember getting my Nintendo. Well, actually, I think my mom, it was really my dad buying it for my mom, and then we played it. But, uh, you know, getting the Mario with fucking Duck Hunt. Do that first Zelda game. Damn, the gun. It was everything to me. I never played that game until I was much older. I wasn't really, it wasn't really like my thing. Well, because I think like the same situation, my dad bought the Nintendo for himself, but then like we ended up playing it a bunch and like my dad was a huge, like he was into that kind of shit, Zelda and stuff. So that he bought it for himself and I was like one of the only games I had to play. Yeah. So you you love what you have. I used to rent, I used to rent the Friday the 13th game all the time. My friend had the Nightmare on Elm Street game. We played that shit to death. So good. The Jaws yeah, game so is much horrible. Good stuff. Oh yeah, I had that. I played the fuck out of <laughs> yeah. that. I was I was really good friends at the 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 video game store by my house. And uh, one time, the guy that ran the store gave me this game. Right, it was for Nintendo or multiple consoles, and it had like a like it was a cool good game. But apparently, there was a government chip in it, and then the government chased me down the uh, <laughs> chased me around the city. Fortunate turn of events. Uh, <laughs> And then I, I think, was also in the movie E.T. before that. so I, I think 1985 <laughs> is probably one of the most fucking epic years for heavy metal album releases of all time. You have some of the most iconic albums of all time, starting with the best ever fucking Seven Churches by Possessed. Yeah, I think dude. that's like a game changer in the genre, not to mention Hell Awaits from Slayer. You got Exodus's Bonded by Blood. I mean, 1985 no was a fucking Fuck year, Exodus. dude. Not an dude, Exodus guy. That's the year, Never like, was. in the time machine. Like, 85 would be a year. Like, to you want to be like, revisit. I would love to be, like, 16 years old in 1985. Yeah. Uh, 
I yeah, dude, because you'd have your fucking last command album ready to go, dude, with your fucking leather pants on. Well, you, you, you would have you would have your driver's license, like you were <laughs> you were able to like get into things back then, like it wasn't so strict like it is now. No cameras right? everywhere. Living the dream, you a little man. trouble. You yeah, know? have a little fun. Yeah, you're gonna live the rest of the '80s like in college. Like that's awesome. Late '80s here in college. That's sick. Oh, dude, the, the fucking Doc <laughs> and like Under Lock and the Key nerds, album dude. came out in '85 too. Damn. Bunch of good Damn. shit, dude. Let's go back to 85. Was a, yeah, yeah let's rules. do it. I, I hear if you put a bet. No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so this week's movie, uh, like I said, came out originally uh, October 4th, 1985 in Italy, but it didn't come out here until May 30th, 1986. So it took a little bit of time for it to cross uh, you know, the Atlantic over here. Mm-hmm. Well, they had to ship it on a but, boat, so it took a while. And they mo- fucking mail it to the moon and back. Uh, this week we watched the Lamberto Bava demon possession movie, Demons. Now, we covered this early on. I did it solo. It didn't get the treatment that I think it deserved, so we're doing it again this week. The deep dive. Huh. Yeah, we're doing the deep dive. Uh, I don't. I don't suggest going back and listening to that one. <laughs> no, dude, it wasn't bad. I listened to it today, and it was it was fun for, for being like a one person show. I think that you uh, you were more than entertaining enough. I, I didn't that fall asleep until halfway through, so it was good. That was no way. That was only like thirty eight <laughs> minutes long. There's no way you fell asleep. <laughs> that was the very beginning. That was like bare bones recording gear and everything. No, that, uh, I forgot the why. Come a long I, way, I'll say that. Why you don't like that original intro, man? I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying where I, we are. Where we are today sp- with our new intro, I think it is night and day. Yeah, man. I I have evolved along <laughs> with the show. <laughs> now, how familiar are you guys with this movie? Just like within the past, like I would say, what like ten years, eight years, something like that. What about you, Grizz? I mean, I've seen this. I remember watching this in high school. I think I was more into this movie when I was younger compared to compared to now. I kind of fell off a lot of this kind of stuff. You were showing me that you have the DVD, right? Like the two disc. Yeah, I have a really cool release. It's like a, it's got demons one and two, and it also has like these really nice uh, lobby cards and stuff that came with it. I'll have to look and see who released it, but it's it's a pretty sweet release. Do you know how old it is? Um, I believe like early two thousands. Yeah, I feel like that's when I got a lot of mine too. Yeah, that's, that's when, when I started I collecting got... DVDs. So yeah, that that was probably the first copy of this that I owned. Was that like? original just like the single disc fucking demons piece of shit got it used on amazon it's probably you know, not even like transferred it an upgrade it's just like the exact rip it's, from it's still, vhs yeah, it's still four three <laughs> yeah uh, i do have the vhs copy of this i did see this in high school uh one of my friends for whatever reason owned it and we used to watch it so that was pretty cool but this movie is something else and i wish this was something that i saw when i was a really little kid i feel like this would have been a lot of fun if i saw this you know 
when I was originally getting into those really strange and like gory movies, you know, yeah, staying like 10 up to, and watching. 10 to 12 years old, seeing this would have been epic for sure. I think I probably yeah, would have exactly. enjoyed it much more at that age and been a bigger fan of it now if I had seen it when I was young like that. <laughs> it was my glass. I don't know how that I managed to do that. <laughs> I would have loved this like if I saw it on Monster Vision. Yeah. You yeah. know, it may have very well been shown on it. I don't remember. But uh, this would have been, I would have been all over this shit if I saw this at that age. It's a fun movie. Yeah, for sure. This hits all like the sweet spots of Italian horror, right? This was directed by Lamberto Bava, which is the son of Mario Bava, who did Bay of Blood. Right, you could go back and yeah, you can go back and listen to that episode. Great movie, and Fun movie. he also did something. You ever see Macabre? You ever see that movie? You ever see that tape at least around? Oh man, it sounds so familiar. I'm sure if I saw the cover of it, I would know exactly what you were talking about. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. That one's from 1980. That like feels like that early like, um, like something you would get on like the thriller video uh, uh, label, something like that. You know what I mean? Just like a really weird, sort of gory, when things happen type horror film. It's cool. Check it out. I have a Japanese release of it, but I know that there's a uh, at least a Canadian release. What is that? Like a CIC? Yeah, that would be the company. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they did one. And I, I, I don't know. There's probably international releases the Japanese also, but one's I probably a, the coolest they always have the best art you know what it's okay I only bought it because I wanted a copy of the movie I wanted like a hard copy <laughs> and it'll play and yeah. it was it was cheap so I was like oh fuck it I'll, I'll fucking I'll pick this uh, <laughs> I'll take it pick this little thing up Lamberto Bava also directed Demons 2 and 3 now Demons 2 is a direct sequel to this it you know it even references the first movie demons three and beyond Falls not off. a real yeah not a real uh i guess uh what would you say no no real connection to the first two the church i feel like is the closest that does feel like a demons film but uh see i'm only really familiar with the first two i've seen the third but it, i i think when i'd seen it I was like expecting it to be a demons sequel because the second was so closely tied to the first that it's when not, it wasn't, yeah. I was like this, it's that Halloween three, you know, moment when you're a, when you're a fan of a, a genre and then it kind of falls into a different, a different path. Yeah, That's extremely typical with the Italian franchises. You know, they just kind of call anything with it, whatever they want. This was filmed with a $1.8 million budget, and I'm actually pretty surprised because I feel like it was done with way more money, but apparently not. No, it's it looks really good. for. Yeah, all the scenes, uh, all the settings look great, like the actual, the sets, the movie theater is cool, yeah. right? When they're in the graveyard in the, in the movie. It looks fucking awesome. It's um it's also like well we're like it's also like well the one I watched, the scan was beautiful. Like it was like the, the quality. The H D copy of this yeah, is, really, is good. really good. I yeah. don't know if it's still on Shutter. It might actually be still on there. I know it's on YouTube, but that's like a rip. It's not yeah, it's, exact, not that great. it's probably like a yeah. it's like a DVD quality, I would say. 
Is the but, movie scene cut out of the YouTube? Do you know? I can't imagine that would be on there still. Uh, Usually, if, if if something's if someone would like probably of, in there. Yeah, a lot of things on yeah. YouTube. Like if it would just the whole thing would get taken down, not yeah. just the scene. A lot of these like old movies like this, they're just completely uncut. Yeah. They're just on there. What could you, I mean, who the fuck's looking for this besides people that want to watch, like actually watch it? Watch it, you right? Know? Yeah, yeah. This was filmed in Berlin. So that's where the Metropole was. Well, it is. It it's is, still yeah. there, apparently. Wow. You could still go see it. I guess they have and horror then, conventions there now. That's awesome. Yeah, I would love to cool go there. Well. I, I wonder if it looks the same. I wonder if it still looks fucking like. I guess, you know, like, all on ominous. the outside, it looks pretty similar. Like, the architecture hasn't been, like, updated and stuff. It still looks like the same theater. So that's, that's badass, at least. And they also filmed in Italy, which is like all the other Italian movies, right? Anytime there's a set, it's always done in Rome. Yeah. Or, you know, all those movies, they all just, just went home for that stuff, right? Why why film it there? <laughs> but it's cool because there's a lot of shots on like the street when the punks are driving through, like Berlin, like you see all like, you know, the stores and the lights. It's so 80s. It's so mid 80s. It's so cool, especially with the music they have playing. It's so cool. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to be upfront. I do like this movie. I think that when you watch as many movies as I think we have to for, for doing a podcast like this, you kind of really get a sense of what your taste is in, in a movie. And I think that I've kind of like where I, when I was younger, I really loved stuff like this. I loved Italian horror. I think that my taste has grown a little bit and I see different flaws and different things that I don't like in this film that I have never seen before because I haven't watched this movie in, in a long time until this week. So I, I am a fan of it still, but there's some I don't think it's as great as everyone makes it out to be. I'll say that. Well, we'll 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 talk about it. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Just a <laughs> disclaimer up front, because we've been doing a lot of praising so far. Yeah, yeah. Well, this this is for sure one of my favorite movies. I feel like this is one of my comfort films where I could put this on and I could watch it over and over and over and never get sick of it. Uh, I really just, I'm a real, uh, I'm a real fan of this And you're one. a huge so, Italian horror fan also. I mean, anyways, you have a huge Italian yeah. horror collection. So this is like your yeah. bread and butter. No, like Italian bread. I'm all about this. Yeah, yeah, Italian bread, garlic bread, Italian bread and olive oil. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Not butter. It's olive oil. The 100 percent Italian comes through. Yeah, it's like, oh, why are you putting oil on that cheese over there? I made I made homemade pizza tonight. There you go. That's how Italian I am. Got the dough and everything. You know, you're Italian when you put the oil on the oranges. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> you know about that? I oranges don't. on the or- no. oil on the oranges, and also the you got also um the citrus in your coffee. That's another big Italian, but your espresso. Take a little citrus pill. You ever see Godfather? See? See? Come on, man! I've never had an oiled fucking orange. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> no, no, you got it on the you got it on the uh, the antipast. You got the. Uh, the orange in there, yeah. right, Anthony? Yeah. Maybe that's like a like a lower New York, like Brooklyn yeah. Italian yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, we're from New York. We're from, yeah, you're, from, you're from upstate. You're Us from upstate. Buffalo yeah. Italians don't do Grizz, that. I'm sorry. Grizz, yeah. Grizz, How about you tell us we want some fucking wings, okay? Grizz is, about food then. If you're not aware, Grizz is from New York. Yeah. And we're from New York. We're right? from New York. A little bit different. 
I am from Buffalo, New York. <laughs> Is that how I talk? <laughs> I am. We're from I New am York. Grit. Hello, Yo, I am I'm Grit. Fucking, from, I'm fucking Mike over here. <laughs> shit. Uh, uh, shit, motherfucker. I'm motherfucking Mike over here. Right? <laughs> we represent New York well, sorry. I think. We, we the cover, stereotypes are all there. Yeah, sorry. We cover both sides well. Let's uh, hit the trailer. We'll get into this movie Holy before shit. people start getting mad at us. <laughs> preview you are about to watch is for a movie that is unlike any you have ever seen before it is for a movie that goes beyond temporary fear to everlasting terror it is a movie called demons yes the demons are coming and they're coming for you warning if you have the courage to see demons sit near an exit, otherwise, you might never get out. In your theater, who will survive the touch of the demons, and who will not? Demons. With music by Billy Idol, Motley Crue, The Adventures, Rick Springfield, and Saxon. This is no dream. This is happening right now. Could be happening to you. Demons. They will make cemeteries their cathedrals, and the cities will be your tombs. Will you survive it? Demons. All right, demons. A movie about a bunch of people that are tricked into going into a movie theater to be possessed by demons. Sums it up. Wow. That sums it right the fuck up, right? Yeah. Get a whole it's, movie out of that. It's really a simple concept, and it's really cool that they made a whole franchise out of it. <laughs> I, I <laughs> would made use that legitimate... term rougher. That's, that's a loose. Well, they, they made two legitimate movies oh, yeah. about it. You know what I mean? But... It's pretty it's pretty solid to have it be like, oh, this movie theater is where this evil fucking thing is going to happen and all that. Because when you're in a movie theater, you know, puts you in that it puts you in the place where it's happening. You know, does that make sense or am I just fucking? Yeah, I I have I have a little bit of it, I guess. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I just. I don't know. There's some issues with this movie theater set that I have. So, and what are those issues, buddy? It's just unrealistic. It's 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 just fantastical. It's just like I don't know. It's over the top. It's unrealistic well, in a sense. I mean, well, it's a, it's an unrealistic movie to begin with. It's about demons and shit. I get that, but uh, I don't know. It, I definitely don't. I don't like being restricted to this like theater. I guess the whole time because it doesn't really feel like a theater to me and parts of it. So it kind of takes me away from it. Well, my whole thing is like, I've never been to a movie theater in Germany. Yes. <laughs> so there so could like, be samurai swords. You're absolutely right. They're the, every, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, that was part of, that was part of the promo for the yeah, movie. Of course. I mean, every, <laughs> it's just, it's just so fantastical, dude. I don't know. It's, it's silly. I, I, I like the movie still. It's just the movie is silly. 
That's the point, though. It's not a serious movie. Like, it's a fucking You think old- that's true, though? Do you think that they made it to be, like, a funny horror movie? Or do you think it was supposed to be a, a, a serious Italian horror movie? Okay. I think that I think there's always like a a tone of okay uh, okay you know what of, um, let me let me let me let me talk about this a little bit Michael Suave right second unit director assistant director on this movie plays the guy in the mask he ends up making Cemetery Man down the line which is in the same vein as this movie almost. Very tongue in cheek, like stupid shit happening. The guy, the guy in the movie theater is talking to his wife, right? And he's like, "Fucking whores, they're everywhere." Like that's a hundred percent supposed to be like a comedic thing where you're supposed to laugh at it. You know what I mean? Like the way he says it, the delivery that they have, it's supposed to be funny. So like I the blind guy this, going to like a movie in itself is supposed to be. Yeah funny like it it makes no sense yeah it's supposed to be fucking stupid like oh what's going on and then like he gets his eyes ripped out later on in the movie like shit like that you know what i mean like um even the fucking thing coming out of the girl's back like that's so ridiculous that i think you're there's supposed to be like you know maybe funny is not the right word but i think there's supposed to be like some kind of weird humor like kind of like to all of these films. This is like a precursor to like splatstick type fucking horror yeah. movies. I think that's like a, where I could see the connection. I think that's a, a yeah, it's a precursor to it. Yeah, I, I agree because, with that. Because there's like serious Italian horror movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? That like there, it's it's not a fucking over the top gore fest or whatever i mean some of them are still but it's not meant to be there's no jokes in the movie there's movies like that and then there's things like this where like look these people are getting fucking yeah it's supposed to be outrageous while they're while they're making out they're you know what i mean by a demon like it's supposed to be fucking crazy and they get you know they got except fest as a shark playing like that shit's so funny like to have it a movie like you're not gonna have that in a serious movie it's just I. It's supposed to be like a campy movie. I don't. I I agree with you on those those points you make. I don't know if that was the full intention of Bava when he made it. I guess. Have you seen the second movie? Yeah, I've seen the second one, and I think I think that's the Evil Dead Two effect happening there, where it's you. You made a movie, and the best parts about it were that people reacted to were the funnier parts, the things that maybe necessarily weren't intended to be funny, but came off hokey or funny in the original. So you highlight those things and make a whole movie. It's the same with gremlins too. I mean, it's that same kind of effect where it's like, Hey, this worked in this movie. People were, you know, connecting to that. Let's just try to fucking only focus on that. And I think that's why two is maybe more successful as like a, a dark horror comedy in achieving that, I guess this, I think has elements of it a hundred percent. Yeah. I, I just don't think that this was supposed to be like a hundred percent serious, uh, like, you know, some sort of commentary, some shit like that. Oh yeah. Like uh, a social kind <laughs> like it's a fucking George yeah, Romero. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> yeah. This is, this is just supposed to be some over the top movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
this is for sure not supposed to be. Oh, it feels like a pleasure piece for sure. I think that's a hundred percent right. Yeah. And apparently it was successful at the time that like it was a popular movie. So I can't imagine it wouldn't be. I mean, this, yeah, this has all of the things, all the ingredients of the, the eighties horror boom that would sell. And I think that's what was being trying. I think that was the goal when they made this was to be like, here's our list of 1980s horror tropes that are fucking really popular things that we should add to it. You know, the, the gore should be there. Check people love this fucking MTV heavy metal music. Boom. Check. We got to put that in there. So I think it was just kind of like this, uh, you know, clusterfuck of like eighties horror that created this movie. In my opinion, I think that's my biggest gripe with it. It's too much of everything. I, you know, you're talking about eighties horror. I like how they have a different take on like the teen cast, right? It feels a lot different than like a a movie from the United States. So we have like pretty much four main characters, right? Would you say? Yeah, we have involved around them four. Yeah, it's pretty much George and Ken, which are the two males that like come together and they're just going to see that like whatever, you know, they got tickets to this movie. And then you also have Cheryl and Kathy, right? And there are two other friends that they skip school to go to this theater, which is a terrible decision. They you know, don't even hindsight. like horror movies and she's going to this shit. Not good. Not good. But I would say everything kind of, it kind of revolves around them. You also got Tony the Pimp. He's pretty cool, right? He returns in the second movie. Yeah, resurrected. These fucking people all die, but they come back in the second one somehow. Everyone's coming back. Ripper, the punk, he comes back in the second movie too. No, it's so, uh, that's that's the gripe I have with the second one is that you can just automatically just rename a motherfucker and they're, oh, this is, it was the pimp's twin is now this other dude. It's just weird. Hey man. Welcome to Italian cinema. Yeah, I know. It's, right? It's, whatever works, it's get not, it done. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> whatever but, works, finish it. But <laughs> they don't they don't come across as like your typical like United States horror, you know, teen couple or even teen friend group, right? It feels a lot different. They don't feel as helpless. Yeah, I they agree. They feel with like that. they're more proactive than the movies that you know, take place over here where the oh, killers are just hunting the people and just taking them, you know, taking them out left and right. Lazy Americans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do a pretty good job actually, like helping themselves here. Uh, what do you guys think about this cast, though? I actually think that it's pretty likable. I, think I like it's pretty. I, I think like it's the. Awesome. I like all the main characters in this movie. Right, nobody's really a piece of shit. Nobody really comes off as an asshole when things like go south. Everybody kind of pitches in. True. I mean, the only asshole is the like, the lead punk kid, really. I mean, he's like the only real aggressive one who can be kind of a dick. Only when you spill his who, cocaine, honestly. So, who, I mean, Ripper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's Ripper. I don't remember the girl's name, but the one of the guy's names was Hot Dog, right? <laughs> I think they kept calling him Hot Dog. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear a hot dog. Oh, in there, that's for boy. Sure. I do like those. I do like those characters, though. They got good, good taste in music, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, they're when we first meet the punks, they're jamming some Go West, and I'm gonna tell you right now, that is some of the best music from the 1980s you could ever listen to. Jam on some Go West. I who you said uh, Sean likes them too, right? 
Oh, dude, you get me and Sean in a room with some Go West, you can just fucking kiss your ears goodbye because we're jamming. And and what's Sean's uh, Instagram account? It's actually, he's got a great Instagram account. I mean, everybody should know Sean by now. He's, he's fucking internet famous at Beavis and Butthead Collector on Instagram. Yeah, he's got a crazy Beavis and Butthead collection. I got some like, good stuff. Dude. I, I got some, I got a lot. Well, not probably not as big as him, but I got... I got all the original figures. I got I got all the VHSs. I got Dude, all the DVDs. Look at his look at his. Yeah, account. I recommend checking love, his page uh, out. It'll blow I'm not your saying mind. He, he probably kicks my ass for sure. But I'm pretty sure he's listening. like the world record holder. I don't know if it was like officiated or not, but like I, I mean, I go to <laughs> he his was house. Dubbed by Mike Judge. <laughs> it, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's true. It it blows my mind. And he's got a great uh, a great show that's on YouTube that you guys should all check out. It's I think it's called uh, Morning Wood with Sean Beard, and it's <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. He's such a, a nice guy. Everyone should support Sean. Yeah, and Beavis about a collective collector. collector. And the other thing that they're listening to is Billy Idol, right? Is, oh the, yeah, that white wedding. I really like in 1985, like nice right cool <laughs> they definitely like paid a lot of money i think for like the music for this movie to, to be able to use it because they use some some gems of the time oh for sure and like they use them really i guess you could say uh like effectively because in like parts of a movie where like you would want to hear like a fucking heavy metal song, there's a fucking heavy metal song. Yeah. Right. And it's it's really it's done very, very well. Like in the beginning, you're going into the movie theater. Uh, in the beginning, you're going into the movie theater and you're starting to meet all the different characters that are into this uh, that are going to be in this movie. And they're watching what's on the screen, and you start hearing fucking Motley Crue, Save Our Souls, right? Uh, that's playing, and like these motorcycles are, well, they're dirt bikes going into the cemetery, right? Ripping around, looking for Nostradamus's this grave. Fucking movie looks 10 times better than the movie that I'm watching. I always want to see the fucking movie that's in demons i want that to be a, a fucking yeah. movie it's such a good good premise that i love the cast that they have for that like those michael those, suave in that too he, yeah that same those, guy. those people he's it, the one like, that puts the mask on it's so fucking good i actually like the dude that he kills that with the knife like right when they find the fucking uh -huh. i like that dude I, I he is such a fucking good actor for some reason in this movie so I wish that would be its own fucking thing. They were already making it. Just put a little bit of time into it, call it something else, and just put that out also. It would have been really cool. If you go to our YouTube channel, I took all of the parts of that movie and put them together really? in order. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. It comes out to, a, I think, a little under five minutes or so. Oh, I wish there but was more. But it's, it's the best that I was able to do. It's That's actually killing. really interesting. Go to our YouTube channel and uh and check that out it's cool but yeah the heavy metal that they have in this movie the you know the new wave stuff it's all it fits perfectly what do you think about the general idea of this movie like the demon infection type film it's like a borderline zombie movie 
right? But they kind of, it's not necessarily like a satanic demon this, movie. Yeah, right? this movie, doesn't, like, this no movie real... doesn't exist without zombie movies, 100%. If there's no yeah. zombie movies before this, there is no demons. Fucking is there is, like, is there like another like demon movie that like treats it like how this does like so like I don't know like like, like an like infection? Like, yeah, like like they're like turning into demons, not really like I guess what demon zombies? Yeah, because so a typical demon would be a possession, right? You'd be like yeah, possessed yeah, by yeah. a demon through possessed, a spiritual like possession, not like a, like a physical possession. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Well. Another movie that they do that in is Night of the Demons. Yes. Same yeah. thing. Scratch, bite, you know, touch, breathing into people or whatever. That spreads the, the demon. And when was that uh, released? What was your was that? 87? 88. 88. Is it 88? So I totally yeah. got that. Night I think. of the Demons? I think it was it was 87 or 88. I think I think it might be 87. 88. But it's, it's 88. A, Oh, yeah, my life. <laughs> 88, baby, what up? So, yeah, I mean, uh, that, I think that 32. definitely probably got that that little bit of, uh, you know, characteristic of being spread through a bite or scratch from this movie. Because it never oh, existed sure. before. I like that they used the whole Nostradamus thing. Like, oh, he predicted the coming, like, the, the world wars, like the coming of Hitler the coming of the demons and it's yeah. like so as a matter like oh yeah the coming of the demons that hasn't happened yet and i think guess that's a what? really cool it, it does like cool two seconds also. after that but yeah i think that's a really great setup you know night of the demons it's supposed to be like the place was cursed before anybody was ever there this it's like you know for whatever reason this mask is cursed Right, and I think this is cool too because it, it's like a, it gives a little bit of like history and backstory to the movie, while also being a separate movie within the movie that we're watching. So like you're getting information about the movie you're watching from a movie inside the movie that you're watching. I don't know. It's like this really weird fucking thing going on yeah. that it, it's cool that they're it's able giving, to pull it off. It's giving you exposition, like without you even knowing it. Yeah, because you're right? you're watching some you know throwaway film in a movie you know about a movie theater that this possibly can't have any real context to what yeah. I'm about to see, but it really explains the whole rest of the film. So both of these movies, like Demons and Night of the Demons, they both have like a uh, like some sort of like object that kicks off the thing, right? In Night of the Demons, it's the lipstick. Right, that's what transfers it, Classic and scene. in this, yeah, in this, yeah. it's that mask that the prostitute puts on in the in the beginning. Which do you like better? Which do you guys think is cooler, the mask or like having it go through the lipstick? Hmm. That's a tough call. I mean, both beautiful women, so I mean, both of those scenes are are equally weighted. Oh man, you know, I think I like the lipstick just because it's uh it's a little bit funner of a scene i think it's a little bit uh i think it's a cooler object especially it ties to like the female character whereas the mask is kind of more you know like a throwaway yeah for sure yeah. i mean you get like the whole like you see it in the movie within the movie so you get that kind of like oh that was in the lobby like 
but it, I get it. Like they don't yeah. really do anything else with it. It's not like somebody's wearing it at some point. Which you or, expect, honestly. That's what like the the first time you watch this, you definitely expect the mask to be like a focal point, you know, throughout the rest of the film. Yeah, because you know Michael Suave's character has like a half a version of it, right? Is it supposed to be? It's like maybe not even half. It's like, like a quarter of, of the it. opera, weird kind of version of it. Yeah, uh, I I do like that mask too, though. I think it's pretty cool. He looks like uh, Kano from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I was gonna say he looks like a fucking cyborg when he's wearing that. Yeah, shirt. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So these two movies are pretty similar. You know, we've come to that conclusion. Which has the stronger sequel? Now, was Demons 2 better than Night of the Demons 2? Because Night of the Demons 2 was really the only one after the first that was watchable. And I agree with the same thing about this franchise also. And I would say Demons 2 is is better than Night of the Demons 2. And the reason being is like what I mentioned earlier is that it became self-aware of what really worked in the first one and took advantage of that and made that the focal point of Demons 2. And I think that's the stronger film in comparison to Night of the Demons. That's a good point. We also covered Night of the Demons Part 2. We did it. Way back when. An early one, really. Yeah, really early one. It's not It's not terrible, but Demons 2 is definitely the better of the two. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's more watchable. Yeah, I mean, it's got a similar story. That time, it's the uh, apartment building is under siege, and this time it's, you know, the movie theater. Where Night of the Demons Part 2, it's the house again right it's the same which i don't mind that i always like when there's that like one evil place and the you know the tie together same place different yeah same place different people you know like friday the 13th nightmare on elm street same kind of shit it's always a toss-up because it's cool to see you know a similar story play out in a similar environment but it's also really cool to see like uh an idea of a horror film be put into a different scenario into a different environment that completely changes it and like you know it, it's cool to see all these demons possess these people in a movie theater now let's put them in a different place i was really hoping that night of the demons 3 would be everybody on a cruise ship but they didn't fucking do that for me uh, and it ruined it have you ever seen the church have you ever seen that no i never watched it now that is this movie, but it's in like this fucking like old ass cathedral. That's a great. And that's a great premise. I would watch that for sure. Now it's it's the closest one to being. It's it's it was supposed to be part three, but Michael Suave didn't want it to be connected. But it is you know it ended up being like part five or some shit. I don't know. But uh, it sounds it's like probably part three would have made sense. Yeah, it's probably the closest to this whole thing though. It's really fucking cool. The beginning of it, you see like the knights going after like a witch coven and they like kill this whole coven and they like bury them in this mud. And the guy's like, you got to build a church over this, like and all that shit. It's fucking awesome. So you're you're the, uh, the aficionado of Italian film here. What the fuck is with Italian franchises like why are their films so crazy? Like you look at the zombie series of films and a lot of them will make sense together. And then there's some that don't make any fucking sense at all in that series, much like the demons movies, whereas you have these 
a few core films that follow the same, you know, premise. And then you have these really odd balls that are just kind of like, hey, this is a movie that's in production. Let's throw this fucking name on it because it's like a it's a working name that's making to make us money. Is is that kind of like the idea that was there? Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's all about making money, man. It's they just, just so realized weird to me. if they, you know, use this same franchise name, people will go see it regardless. Just like how they rename movies here in the drive-in, and people would end up seeing the same movie twice. That's you so, know, that's same deal. Shyster stuff. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's it's funny though because sometimes they're not too bad. Sometimes you get lucky. You well, get like the later, you the hear later these, zombie movies. You get some pretty good ones. You do, and and you hear these stories though, where it's like, oh, this movie was in production to be, you know, fucking Demons Three, but it really turned out to be this movie. And you hear so many of those stories where it's like, well, how many fucking stories for Demons Three were there really ever starting to be produced that turned into other movies and stuff? It's 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 a crazy the Italian film world. It was just like this crazy wild west to me it's such a cool interesting thing there's demons 3 the ogre tv movie right there's demons 3 black demons which isn't even like a demons movie that's actually like a zombie movie about like (laughs) slaves coming back uh and then you have like the church which is supposed to be demons 3 like they just kept trying over and over and over again. Dude, that's with a that great one. premise that I think they really should fucking run with. Is that like the slave coming back for revenge? I would love to fucking see a whole like I'd, go see go see it. it it's, yeah, you. Oh, it's what's go, it called? Go uh, watch it. No, no, no. Really, it's a Black Demons. It's called. It's what's it called? Black Demons. Yeah, I love that yeah. idea. I think that would be a, a really cool movie to watch. Well, you ever see you've you've seen Tales from the Hood? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean that's with with like the slave dolls coming back. Like that shit's <laughs> awesome. The revenge. It it is good, but it's a little it's a little cheesy. Like I've never been big on the whole you, like little doll movies le- and stuff. You want legit like zombies coming yeah. back. I want some fucking gore. I want some like yeah, like let's let's fuck these motherfuckers up. I want some real shit. Don't get me wrong. That the tales is is hilarious, and it, it is really really good. That 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 story I think is, uh, kind of written off as being like a funny stupid movie. But I think that's a really great movie, Tales from the Hood. That movie yeah. is good. That movie's fucking really good, especially now. You should definitely go watch it in twenty twenty one. Definitely oh, watch yeah. that movie. That's an uh, that's a great movie to watch now. We were talking before about like the heavy metal and shit that they play in this, but Claudio Simonetti's score. Is equally as strong. Now, Claudio Simonetti was in Goblin. Yes. Which everybody knows Goblin. But he was more of like a metal type guy. You can go, if you search him on YouTube, he's wearing a fucking leather jacket playing with like a band that looks like Yngwie Malmsteen. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Well, what do you guys think of the score of this movie? I really think it's probably one of the best of this time period. Like super, you know, electronic synth, but still kind of. It's got like a metal edge to it, right? I'm really big on like synth driving scores, especially in this time period. And I think like it also having some like heavier parts to it really makes it like super cool. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's it, it's like its own thing. There's so much uh, synth driven horror music from the 80s that is very repetitive and redundant of itself. Yeah. 
It all sounds like it could be interjected into every other movie. Uh, you know, how many Halloween ripoffs have we heard in a lot of the movies that we've covered, you know? Whereas this is like distinctly its own sound. There, there. Yeah. I think it is the heaviness that uh, that Simon brought to it. That is just like, or Simonetti, sorry, that, that he brought to it that really uh, makes it different. I think that that's probably one of the best things about the movie is the synth soundtrack for sure. I wish they yeah. took out some of the orchestral stuff that they do in some parts and just stick with all synth and the, the you know traditional music itself. Yeah, I really enjoy that. Uh, it kind of gives it that new wave type edge to it, right? That post-punk new wave feel. Yeah, really Especially does. having like the characters that are punks and the whole movie, even like the way that the prostitutes are dressed and stuff. It's very like new wave, right? I, I think that's a good, yeah, I think that's a good way to describe it. I think that's the, the aesthetic of the movie is very new wave. You're right. Now, before I kept mentioning my, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to just say Michael Suave, but I think it's Mikhail Suave, okay? <laughs> but oh, Michael. he obviously went on to direct Cemetery Man, which is a great movie in itself. But something that I always bring up that you would know him from, he was the boyfriend of the woman puking up her guts in Lucio Fulci's The Gates of Hell. Ooh. So all these movies are connected, right? So that's the thing I was wondering, too. If it's like, is it like there's this really small uh, community of actors and stuff in Italy and they just kind of all end up, you know, coincidentally being in all these movies because that's like the small community that they have to draw from there it's i see so many of the same people in a lot of different movies from falchi to bava's it, it's it's pretty wild yeah and he, <laughs> he also directed the church that was his movie and stage fright so but, that would make sense that it, like the church would probably be more on uh you know on brand to these originals if he was the one yeah. that was in charge of it so he was the assistant director in this and then he directed the church so it does make sense but do you think this movie could use a remake i know that there was talk of doing something in 3d with yeah. this uh but like done by like the original people like lamberto bava and stuff but now that's do you interesting think a remake do you think a remake of this would work sort of like the Night of the Demons remake, which wasn't that bad? We watched it, right, Anthony? Yeah. And it, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, I think it, I, I think you could remake, I don't know, I think any mo like movie, but I, I this could be a cool remake. It just, it, it probably will be different from what it was, like what this is. It would probably like, like spear off on different sections of like, there's a lot going on in this fucking movie. Yes. There's, a, there's a lot, as we said, it'll probably hook like movies seem now, they'll hook on like one thing and harp on that, and yeah. then that's it. It'll look way different, but yeah, it could be remade. What do you think, Chris? Um, I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of remakes in general. There's, there's, it's few and far between that really hit it out of the park for me. And since that, you know, movie theater business is all but going to be dead now, I can't really see that being uh, the actual you know, remake story of the film. So it would probably look a lot different. Yeah. I, I don't think that they would be able to capture the same, I guess, feeling of the original with a remake. It just, the time that this was made, the music that was used, the cast that was used, the way everybody looks, it just wouldn't work. I think in, you know, contemporary. 
People have cell you know, phones like now. I said, it would probably it probably be done in America. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you could just say that there's no cell service because it's supernatural, but <laughs> it's still just. I just don't think it'll work. Not not in 2021. Don't do it. Uh, what do you think about the ending of this movie? You think it's a downer ending, or do you think it's still like pretty okay since like they just kind of met that night, so it didn't really that matter too much. I would. I think that's the perfect ending. Honestly, I think that you know, spoiler alert, that shit getting shot at the fucking end is it's a great last jump scare, and it it kind of like it it shows that the rules can't be broken. You know, you yeah. you get scratched, you're gonna be a fucking demon. I like that. Okay. What do you think, Anthony? No, I agree with Chris. I think it's a good ending. It's like it is. It is a good last scare, and it, it it's. Uh, I don't know. Like, how else would you have ended it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I I agree. I think it reminds me of like the thriller ending where Michael Jackson looks yeah. back. <laughs> it's totally the but, thriller uh, ending. Yeah, but it's called the thriller ending. <laughs> I like that they really. I like that they waited also. So if you left the movie theater, you wouldn't have seen it. Right when if you oh, left right cool. when the yeah, credits yeah, yeah. were rolling, you wouldn't have saw it. Yeah. So like you Look actually would get a credit that rolls, right? You would have gotten an ending of them surviving together. I'm a fan of a fake. But if credit. you stayed for the whole thing, you would see that she got shot. So there's really two endings depending on when you left. Mm-hmm. I like I like that. faked out credits. I like that too, man. I think that's really cool. The special effects in this movie are actually really well done. Yeah. I feel like all the the kills are really good. The way the demons look are really good i like how they have the demons coming up from the uh the stairs and they yeah, have their the glowing eyes, eyes. that's that like, looks that, fucking awesome that's my favorite like wide shot of the whole movie actually no i really like the wide shots of the, the exterior of the theater too I yeah really like too those but, look fucking but but the glowing eyes are, are is fucking awesome but i think the special effects of this movie really are actually better than a lot of the other movies from 1985. Yeah, I Especially the things that came out like directly around it. I think this movie did a fucking awesome job. Especially budget-wise, considering what they were working with. That, that's pretty amazing. I think what this film achieves really well, where I think some films can fall short, is that we have a film here where everyone is supposed to be turning into demons, and they all have a very similar aesthetic to them they all all yeah. the makeup they all look like they're being possessed by the same strain of demon is what i'm trying to kind of saying where it's like they don't one doesn't look drastically different when they're possessed from somebody else and i like that it kind of is cohesive in that sense i think it's tough to get makeup that looks similar on multiple people to work like that it really does a movie from 1985 that i feel like does that day of the dead yeah agreed yeah very similar i think day of the data as i'm getting older is just becoming like like a good like blueprint like, like i don't want to say blueprint but it, it, i no, always I think feel you're like right i, I think that's a good word yeah it's it, it like i always see like i always compare it because it's such like 85 is so dead it's the exact middle of the 80s uh-huh. so i feel like it like like the predecessors and the movies that come before it, I feel like it gets brought up in comparison to movies like this a lot. Now, a movie that I feel like you could put in the same category as this, Return of the Living Dead, another movie from 1985. Movie. Similar deal 85? with the soundtrack. Oh, it is a similar idea with the score. Even yeah, like this, there's a synth score. You know, yeah. that's a great point. This I think this could be like the American counterpoint 
to, to demons. I think those two movies, yeah. like in the same time period, I think it reflects a time period and, and culture where like that was, you know, the big thing was that punk rock. It was like the heavy metal, the new wave. And I think both of those films kind of capture that time period so well. And, and that's like a really, I never even put that, those two things together. It really compared these two movies before. And it's a great juxtaposition between the two. Yeah, I mean, you have things like Fright Night, but that doesn't even compare to Fright, things no, like no way. I think Fright Night, even as much as I like the movie, I think Fright Night was more geared mainstream. Yeah, yeah. It was 100%. a more mainstream, very, very into like, I guess like, like the horror movie blockbusters, you know, like yeah. to break, it was to get like kind of, they knew the, what I they guess, were going for with sexy, that. It was to make sex money. money. Yeah. 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 Granted this didn't come out in the United States until 1986, but still we're counting it as 1985 because people could have seen the film for sure. You know what I mean? But it was things like ghoulies, like, dude, you know, Charles band saw this movie. Fucking ghoulies came out in 85, but he, the makeup's pretty good in that. Right, a little uh, yeah. animatronics. Uh, I enjoy the hell out of the Ghoulies series, man. I hate no, giving that guy credit for anything, but yeah, Ghoulies is decent. I, I will agree. That, that shit is the best. I wish I had one of the original Ghoulie animatronics. I wonder what those go for now. It's got to be like a fucking boatload of money. I don't know. He, if he has some, he'd probably sell them to you. Well, I mean, Ghoulies <laughs> tapes are selling for about 200 now in the market, so I can only imagine yeah. what the actual yeah. fucking... <laughs> So, what are your favorite special effects from this movie? Uh, I have a couple of scenes, and they're kind of like, they're not like, you know, big effects that are, you know, the big shining moments of the film, but they're kind of these small moments that I just think are, are extremely well done. One of them is when the uh, the one girl turns into a, a demon, and she's like, has this up close of her smiling mouth and her human teeth are being pushed out by these like really gnarly demon teeth. And it, it looks very convincing. I was, I have a hard time figuring out how the effects was done. And that's what I love. I love when I can't put my finger on like, how the fuck did they just do that? You know, with the, the especially the budget that they had, uh, that seems really good. And I really like the scene, uh, later in the movie where there's like mayhem in the theater and all the demons are like freaking out. And the one puts like her fucking fingers in a girl's mouth and she bites them off. And there's just like blood all over yeah, the chick's yeah. mouth. And like the fingers are just, dude, I That's love a real evil dead type. Scene. I love those gags. I live for that kind of horror. So when I saw that, I was like, this is the best part of the movie. Anthony. I still, I still think the eyes, those eyes coming up. Like every time I see that scene, I'm like, I figure it out for a second. I was like, Oh, maybe they're all wearing masks. And then it's like, maybe they're not. It looks, it, I think the eyes, and I also, I do think like, even though you could see the hard cut, uh, the like, well, pun, the um, the um, the cut on the girl's chin at the beginning and she goes in the bathroom, I did think that whole sequence is really that good. Is cool. Even though there's like, even though there's a hard cut, it still looks really cool. And um, there was one other one I really, really liked. I, 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 I the, the blind guy with his eyes getting ripped ripped out was also really cool i thought i thought i but i still think the glowing eyes is my favorite throughout the whole, the whole movie there's so many good special effects in this it's movie good. we just saw another one on the screen i really like when uh the demon comes through the girl's back we just saw that on the tv uh it's just so ridiculous and it's just so odd looking it's thing really level cool. right it's like yeah yes it's, it's that exactly. level of, of detail 
I like when that nasty old man gets like his throat ripped out by the demon. Really good. She just like walks over, just and he's screaming. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, when Tony gets killed by the demon, that I like that one for some reason. When it just kind of sucker punches him, just oh, comes out of nowhere. How about the pipe ending there, where he's like pulling the pipe down on the fucking the mask guy. Oh, the guy with the mask? Yeah, they it, kill him with a piece of rebar. And the right? fucking rebarbs go into his eye sockets. I love that. That so was a really awesome. good scene. Yeah, I give them credit. So, they, they killed it with the effects on this yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many good special effects. And, and those are the best part. And those are just the individual effects. Those aren't even just like the best parts of the movie. That's just uh. like different things that they do in the best parts of the movie. Now, we mentioned a whole bunch of other horror movies from 1985. And how do you think those compare to, like, the Italian horror that was coming out? Maybe in the mid to early 80s. It's really a distinct style of movie compared to what we were getting over here. Right? Maybe in the 70s it was a little bit more hard to distinguish. But, like, in the 80s, it was very, very different than what was coming out in America. I think that, uh, you know, Hollywood in the 80s took notice of what the Italians were doing in the late 70s and and realized that there was a one a market for that kind of extreme uh, horror, that kind of extreme gore. And I think that's kind of what helped usher in the, the heyday of 80s horror is the push that the Italians were giving to the film scene at the time. Because, I mean, if you really look back... Who was pushing the limits the most in, in cinematography at that time? And it really was the Italians. Dude, Bay of Blood yeah. was the shit, man. Mario yeah. Bava. He was the one that sparked everything. Absolutely. Fuck. Him and him and Fulci. But it, it's funny now, like if you think of like a lot of like if you could just not even the comparison of like the seventies to the eighties with like how these movies hold up. If you look at directors now, like they're always like influenced by like like the hip young directors, like like Japanese directors, Italian directors, German directors. And I feel like that probably happened with like in the eighties. That's why maybe there was so much like, there as were, you just said, they were pulling from the movies in the seventies. Cause that's what they grew up watching. They were These starting to directors. Be, yeah, yeah. They were starting to be released over here. Like yeah. maybe more, you know, North American distributors. So they were starting to get exposed to more of it. It makes sense. It's like how many young directors do we hear now is like, Oh, Steven Spielberg is like my, biggest influence yeah. as a director you know what i mean it's yeah. always like that dude from the dude that did like hereditary and like all those movies he always like talks about directors that you wouldn't really know of unless you're like a cinephile or like really big into it but, but even yeah, even with the gore though like i feel like it's just over the top no matter yeah. what genre movie you were watching it was always just crazy and oh I yeah guess you have action realistic. movies right that are fucking wild you tell me about oh, some of the action yeah. films you have and i'm like dude that's, that sounds like a fucking a, a some of them splatter are film yeah a lot of these movies definitely influenced those splatter films especially the like the fulci movies where you're just seeing people getting torn apart torn to shreds yeah. it's really fucking great uh that's that's why I collect a lot of these movies because they're so over the top and they're so crazy that they're just worth watching. I mean, and I gotta tell you, I think just, I've never been they a don't big give a fuck. I've never been a big action movie guy, but I 100% think that if I were to watch action films that took the same approach to their uh, practical effects and their gore that horror films did. Yeah. I'd probably be a real big action film guy because I think Paul that would add a, an, an edge of realism to it that isn't there right now. 
So how do you think Demons compares to some of the other Italian films that you guys have seen? You know, the, all the, the cannibal movies we've watched and all like the Giallo and slasher movies. How do you think this one stacks up? This feels like, and I guess this is like my my critique of it, is that this feels like an attempt to make a Hollywood horror movie by an Italian film crew. I agree. Like a teen horror movie that they ended up going so far over the edge that no teens were allowed to even see the movie. <laughs> yeah. It just comes across where it's like all these other Italian horror films have a very certain uh, stylization to them. They all have a very similar look to them. And this doesn't have that, in my opinion. This has a very... It's pretty polished. Yeah, this has a yeah. very different approach to the way the set looks, to the way the lighting is. This feels like they were they were trying something different, in my opinion. And I, I like it. I think it's it's just not your traditional Italian horror film when I watch this. Yeah, I, a lot of like a lot of like the like Italian horror films, like the cla- like classic ones, are like they have these like big climatic endings that are very like theatrical. And oh yeah, the, and a lot of this movie does seem like I'm trying to think of a good, a good like I'm trying to think of like a live action play like I don't know like Teenage Mutant Turtle, Turtles at like Radio City where it's very like like a different kind of theatrical like a very like. Like animatronic, like like, it look, like like cats. I don't know. Like it's very, it's weird. It's very like, it seems very flashly instead of like cool theatrical. You know what I'm saying? Like not saying it's bad, but I guess Hollywood style. I don't know. It's very, I don't know. It's it's very um, theater polished. I guess yes. I don't know. The ending of the movie. It seems like cliche '80s horror. Yeah, exactly. To me, is what, what they just they just kind of threw it all in a bucket and we're like. 80s horror, here it is. And like, this is what came out. And I want to get to something that I want to add into this general area of our podcast. So Anthony, why don't don't you go first? Why don't you give us Uh, your favorite scenes, final thoughts? uh, I still think my favorite, my favorite scene is, uh, um, demons come up the stairs with the li- uh, with the uh, glowing eyes. I just think that's really cool. I also really like. I still really. I don't know why. I really like the exterior shots of the theater. I just think it's so like, like it's foreboding. I guess like yeah, it's, it reminds it's me of the, cool. the Tower of Terror. Yeah, and also it's like a be- the it's a beautiful. Like I don't know like if they use a different camera. Those shots are just super pretty to look at. Uh, overall, let's see. I mean, I think. I think this is a good movie. I think this is a great movie to introduce people to, to, to eighties horror in general, because of the fact that it has all of these, uh, key sticking points for, you know, your, your cliche, your, excuse me, your cliche, uh, eighties horror movies. Some of my favorite things, uh, anything with Bobby Rhodes as Tony, he is, he's fucking awesome. He is a pimp in this movie and he is smooth (laughs) as ice, baby. Uh, I love his ladies. I think that whole team of people there was just a really great, uh, casting for those three people. Uh, I also really liked the the scene that that Anthony had mentioned with the the people with the glowing eyes coming up out of the the hallway. There, it's just iconic, and it the, the blue backlighting is really fucking awesome. I, I think this is a great movie. I just I think that uh, I think for me personally, where I'm at with movie watching, 
this probably won't be as uh, as frequent as a watch for me as it maybe used to be. I really do like this movie. I think there's tons of great parts where if you were watching this with a group of people, you would all be fucking screaming your heads off. Oh, yeah, um, that's a that's a great point, Mike. This is a great yeah. group watch for sure. I would definitely watch this anytime with a group of people. You guys said all, you know, there's tons of good stuff. I love the stuff with the punks, too. I just find that so entertaining. It's so weird. It's their whole, the group's interaction. I like the guy driving the fucking, well, riding the motorcycle, using a samurai sword while fast as a shark is playing. <laughs> to, see, to me, like, that stuff's cool. The transformation in the beginning, the guy getting his throat ripped out. The, there's just so much. There's too much. This is definitely something that I feel like you have to watch. It's everywhere. You can find it's on YouTube. I mean, it's on it may be on Shutter. Look what's going on behind you right now. I mean, there's a fucking helicopter yeah. in the yeah, goddamn yeah. theater that's chopping the up these thing. demons. That's how fantastical that I guess that was my point is that it's like you didn't have to fucking go that far. No, but you but fucking did. did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's see what some other people. Uh, I pulled up some Amazon and some letterboxed reviews. Let's see what some strangers on the internet think about 1985's Demons. We have Kelly here. This is this is from the United States, April 2000. This is this is a 20 20 year old fucking review, almost 21 years old. Yeah. <laughs> this movie was a real letdown. The characters were not even talking themselves. It looked tacky and unprofessional. She's I have never to seen admit, a dub. <laughs> the gore was pretty foul. Made me feel a bit queasy. But apart from that, it was ruined by the fact that it was dubbed. Good story, though. Yeah. See? So at least, at she least has, she's uh, never Kelly watched a dub, admitted. apparently. Yeah, Kelly wants her money back. People are silly. All right. We got Dyer. No, 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 no. We got Michael, Michael Crouch from the United Kingdom. Lay it on me, Crouchy. Irritating, boring, and stupid. <laughs> Wouldn't frighten a flea. What the hell happened to Argento to be in any way associated with this garbage? Wow. So I These take it he's a fan? Haters gonna hate. Yeah. <laughs> Carl Jones says, I bought this VHS tape after seeing it on the Bravo list of 100 scariest movies. It is very gory and violent. I did not like the editing, and it was hard to follow the story. It is basically a bunch of monster demons that wreak havoc in a theater. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, no shit, Carl. That's but I the like movie, that he Carl. saw it on the <laughs> Yeah, I like that he saw it on the Bravo like 100 scariest movies. I'm surprised it was on that. I don't even remember it being on there. Yeah, probably it might be. Oh, I this is from Babushka. Babushka. From 1999, this this review is from. Amazon review from 1999. Movie lacks direction and plot and attention. No. Sorry, there's no punctuation uh, being used here. Movie lacks direction and plot, and attention is focused on these bloodthirsting freaks. I think that's a different movie. <laughs> Script is poor and dumb. Pop rock soundtrack is mindless and totally incohesive oh with God. the movie. <laughs> but bravo for the visual transformation of these monsters. So, so dumb. I like this one here from uh, from Rotten Tomatoes. We have a positive take. And I think this guy gets it. This is Felix Vasquez. And he says, 
a classic party movie that you have to watch with friends and a shitload of beer. And I think that is probably the best way to enjoy demons. That definitely sums up the best way to enjoy this movie. And I would say we uh, we pretty much are, are done here, right? I think you think we it. gave it the treatment? Yeah. yeah. Better than the 30-minute job. Exactly. So let's head over to the video Dropbox. Okay, the video Dropbox. Very different this week, right? We are actually going to be doing something rather new. Probably the newest film that we've ever covered here. Uh-uh. No? We've Halloween. done... Oh, we saw the new Halloween. Yeah, we you did, guys we did, did see that when it went yes. in theaters. That's true. So we aren't, really, we aren't really doing anything new here. But it All is, right. it is yeah. a breaking tradition, because as we did say yes. a few episodes ago, that we are going to start diving into some newer stuff, some... Uh, some stuff that you probably wouldn't expect from us. And I think you've probably heard that with the last few episodes. We've had a blast with a, a few of them here. Yeah, and this one actually kind of hits on all those old VHS notes too, right? This one takes all the tropes from those movies. This week's movie will be Cabin in the Woods. Ooh, I, so good. I love this movie. Yeah, yeah. This is a great 2011. One. It's a newer one. I think we're going to have a lot of fun watching this. Let's hit the trailer. Everybody ready? Doesn't even show up on the GPS. It's unworthy of global positioning. That's the whole point. Get off the grid, right? Hello? I'm thinking this thing doesn't take credit cards. Time says closed. We're looking for, uh, what's it called? Tillerman Road. Not to get you there. Getting back. That's your concern. Oh, this is awesome. Whoa. No way. have passed to the gate. They are come to the killing floor. Let's get this party started! I seriously believe something weird is going on. What is that thing? We have to stay together. This isn't right. We should split up. Yeah, good idea. Really? We gotta get out of here. Somebody sent those things here to get us. You're missing the point. They want to see us punished.
Yeah, this one is, it has a little bit of everything, right? It's got some kills in it too. It's got, the story is cool. It's, it's not all that it seems. I don't know. I think it's really unique. I think it's a really cool take on the horror genre. It's a, it's a great love letter to, yeah. to horror movies in general. And I think that it's done, I think it's done in a great way where it doesn't come off as being cheesy or being a ripoff or of anything it's it's original but still an uh still like an o and o to everything before a, a pre uh a pre so i'm trying to remember because i oh, i brought it up before is that i guess it was filmed in what 08 or 09 yeah and then he was casted as thor and the i think there was rumors of it trying to get shelved yeah he didn't want it to come uh, out well, not really him marvel or i think yeah, it was marvel it was. Because he he talk, I think he talks very highly of the movie. I love this movie. Yeah, I but think I'm, he likes them. I'm really excited to cover it. I think it's gonna it's it's gonna be a good change of pace, right? Yeah, I mean the best thing that this fucking movie has going, honestly, is Bradley Whitford, who was fucking Eric and Billy Madison. So if that isn't a yeah. reason enough to watch this movie, then I don't know what else is. That dude's a fucking yeah. Genius. This is gonna be awesome. Yeah, he's, I'm really excited. He's been in. He also was in uh, Get Out. Which was also like kind of like. Oh, yeah, he was in that. I, yeah. I completely forget he that he's in that, in that movie. Yeah, he yeah, really he's is. He's great in that movie. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. He's yeah. good at that. He's good at being a like that guy type of character. Yeah, I'm pumped. All right, I think that just about wraps it up. Anthony, where could they find you on the internet? A Bassini on Instagram. Uh, expect. Oh, I got some cool music videos coming out. Some of, uh, I guess of a horror genre that I'm excited about. It'll be out Very cool. next week. Check them out. Grizz, where could they find you? As always, you can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. We also have a Patreon if you want to help us pay for hosting and, uh, you know, our general upkeep. It's, you know, we're real upgrading. expensive, but... <laughs> Yeah, I want to thank Jared Cahill, uh, Mars, Mars Hot and Tot. Hot and Tot. Yep. Uh, who else we got here? Uh, Caroline Greening, Ben Boyd, Chad Keith, our boy EK Wimmer over at Laser Graves, and Jordan Nash. Thank you, everybody. EK. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, you're helping me not have to pay for that fucking shitty SoundCloud hosting. <laughs> Bullshit. It's a bitch. I'm so afraid to change it over to something else now to like have the RSS feed like be ruined. <laughs> yeah, too much work. It's like, oh, I'll be held hostage by my own anxiety. That's how they make their money, man. They, yeah. know, they know that. Man. They know that. They know it. But thank you, everybody. Uh, you know, thank you, everybody. Uh, before that, uh, yeah, anything else, guys? rock and roll yeah that's it all, all right. right yeah we'll see you next week with uh, the cabin in the woods bye